0: I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that I just released a new version of the Fairytale Weddings Guide with updated Walt Disney World wedding pricing for 2024. Updates include new prices for elements like Cinderella's Glass Coach entertainment, and character appearances. Plus, the newly revised How to Use Outside Vendors section now includes a chart that will show you at a glance where outside vendors are allowed and whether they incur a fee. The guide also covers Disney's new partner vendor for floral and decor, Florida Fresh Floral, and increases to the number of free nights included when you set up a room block for your guests. Plus, there's updated pricing for Disney alternatives, like Paradise Cove, Shades of Green, and The View at the Swan Reserve. Ebook updates are free if you already own the guide. Just log into your account, click or tap on Downloads, and then click or tap on Download Guide. And if you haven't purchased the guide yet, free updates means you can buy the ebook now, and you'll always have access to the most recent version of the book, giving you a jump on planning even if your date is several years away. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Lindsay Dangerfield about her ceremony at Seabreeze Point with a reception at Citrico's at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Lindsay. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiancé decided you wanted to have your wedding at Disney.
1: So we chose Disney because we got engaged at the very end of 2020 actually in Animal Kingdom. And so our wedding planning conversations happened at Christmas time when we were with my parents when the world was turned upside down. And because of that, we decided that we wanted a small wedding that, you know, everyone was kind of rethinking their priorities and so we decided we wanted a small wedding and we initially started looking at destinations because wouldn't that be so fun and and then we have well, what about disney because we got engaged there and i grew up going my husband grew up going and once we kind of did a little more research and looked at some of the pricing we realized it was going to be the same if not more to have a wedding at home where we had no excuse to have a small wedding than to have a small wedding and get married at Disney and, and maybe either save money or just have something a little more memorable, something that aligned a little bit to more of a, a dream-like experience. So yeah, that's that's why we decided to go the Disney fairytale weddings route.
0: That's awesome. How did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? They were not
1: surprised. <laughs> I'm I'm a travel agent and, and we're a really big Disney family. And so they weren't, they weren't surprised, especially knowing that we'd gotten engaged there. And again, we had a, a very small wedding. So the people who we invited were close enough with us that they'd understand. And they were very excited. Everyone was,
0: was super excited about it. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? As far as the number that we invited, we, we kind of invited
1: in waves because we understood that not everyone we invited would be able to say yes so I know that we signed our letter of agreement for 35, and we had a total of 29, that included ourselves and an infant, 29 at our celebration. But I think we probably invited closer to 40, I believe. But, you know, not, not everyone was able to make it. And then we would kind of alter who got invited next based on who said no.
0: Got it. Okay.
1: Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did not because, again, I'm I'm a travel agent and it was a very small number of, uh, you know, it was a smaller guest count. And some people lived in Orlando, so not everybody needed a room. And other people didn't want didn't to stay on property. And, and we are Disney Vacation Club members, my now husband and I. And we were when we started this process. So we weren't going to need a room through the room block. So we, we didn't set up a room block. Okay,
0: got it. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event?
1: My husband and I, the number 222 is very important to us. It's a number that we see all the time and, and that we always have seen since we've been together for, for five years. So we wanted to try and get married with where there was a 22 in the date. And so we looked at the, at the year, at the calendar and we found all the 22s on the calendar and we did, we immediately said no to any date that was during hurricane season <laughs> because we wanted the best <laughs> chance of nice weather. And we didn't choose February because it was going to be just kind of a quick turnaround from when we started this planning process. So we landed on November 22nd. Um, We thought that would be good because it was the week of Thanksgiving. So people would maybe be able to take time off and make more of a a holiday trip. It was the middle of the week. It was a Tuesday, but that's actually, you know, cheapest day to get married. (laughs) So it kind of worked out in our favor. But really, we chose it because of the, the numerology of the date. Got
0: it. How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? We knew
1: we didn't want to go with a park. I didn't really want to make my guests get up super early. And I really wanted to make sure I was able to sleep before the ceremony, which meant that like a theme park venue would mean even less sleep. So I really liked the idea of Seabreeze Point And I was open to any time of day, but I knew that it would probably depend on where we would pick for reception And we were not open to using a ballroom. We thought that if we're, if we're going to do this and we're going to, you know, fly everyone down and we're going to make this happen, we're not going to choose a ballroom because we can choose a ballroom in any state, right? Like that's not, it wasn't unique. We wanted it to feel Disney, but elegant. And so we looked at a lot of other venues. We were seriously considering aerials for a while, but my husband was not, not on board. And then a week or two before we had our phone call with like the very initial planning one, just to answer some questions at our at our eighteen months out, right a week before that, they released photos of the updated Citricos, and we were thrilled because it was it is twenty twenty one. Nobody really knew that Citricos was getting renovated, and Disney announced that. And based on the two photos that they released, we completely fell in love because there's there was there's not a venue fee. And the furnishings are gorgeous, and we would be spending, you know, ten or fifteen thousand dollars to make a ballroom look like that venue, when we could just, you know, use that venue and not have to pay a, a venue fee. And but that meant that we would have to have a brunch reception, which we were okay with. So we picked nine thirty ceremony time with a brunch reception following, purely because we fell in love with Citricos, and so we we picked Seabreeze Points time ba- based upon that venue.
0: Okay. And now sometimes people get scared off sitercos because there are a number of restrictions like where you can place the cake and where characters can be. Can you talk a bit about how that worked for you guys?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, when we made those choices and we signed our letter of agreement, it was around the time that brides were starting to kind of report back on their experiences and I was in the Facebook groups and and I had read everything in your book about it, but of course, the, the new restrictions came with the update and So I kind of compiled a list of all of the restrictions so that we could get really clear on what what was and what was not allowed in the space because I didn't want to have to go through the hassle of trying to find another venue because, you know, by then brides were going to be picking dates Thanksgiving week. There were a lot of weddings that week because it's a holiday week, right? People can take the time off. So we just kind of went in with a super positive attitude of, well, these are the rules and let's do as much as we can within them. We did not use the rotunda area. We, we didn't want that. We used the front main part of the house. We actually got to eat in the restaurant twice before our wedding. And that really helped to visually see the space, to take pictures in the space. That helped everything. And so I think just going in and being really clear with, with our planner of what we wanted and didn't want and understanding those restrictions Kind of helped us in the long run, right? Like it'd be like any other venue. There are restrictions in almost every venue for different reasons, and so we just decided we weren't going to get upset about it.
0: So things like the cake and not having it a dance floor. Can you talk a bit about what you were working with there?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I know a lot of the brides were really upset that we couldn't use linens on the tables, and our planner was very clear about that. And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm clear about that, and so. I that's okay with me. You know, so instead we, we went with upgraded napkins to kind of create a little more color. Luckily the tables are very neutral, beautiful marble and, and we actually chose our wedding colors based on that venue because I wanted photos that were going to look seamless. I, I didn't pick colors ahead of time. I purposefully chose my bridesmaid dresses based on the upholstery fabric in Citric I know that sounds a little crazy, but I really wanted it to look nice. So yeah, we we didn't have linens because we we can't, but we had upgraded napkins, which we we worked hard with the floral team to pick the right shade. And they were so great about that. And I was a little worried about how the lack of linens would look at our sweetheart table. And so instead I worked with the floral team to describe in the best way that I could, a really beautiful floral piece for the sweetheart table that would instead be the focal point instead of, Oh, there's all this open space under the table and like, you can see my dress and it's like in a heap of fabric, you know? So they totally blew us away with what they came up with. And of course you don't see it until the day of. So you walk in like, and it was be it was perfect. Right. We chose for our sweetheart table. Cause again, we did not use the rotunda. We chose one of those tables with the iron wall backing. That's got like a leaf detail with the emerald green, upholstered booth seat that was our sweetheart table so it it kind of had a special backing to it right like it was already a focal point in itself and we and we chose tables on the seating chart based around that everyone was kind of set up in a circle we had an empty table in the center kind of on an accident our floral person recommended that we order seven sets of floral for the tables and so that kind of based on the final guest count we ended up with, it, we ended up having an empty table. So that kind of worked, though, to break up the space. And we weren't going to do any dancing anyway. So we were OK with no dance floor. There was plenty of space for my my husband and I and my dad and I to have our first dances. And, and that was fine. They did put a table linen under the cake. And they, I didn't ask for that. And they didn't tell me that was going to happen. It looked great. That may have also been because we had characters and they they may have wanted that there for a visual or, but it looked great under the cake. I'm not really sure of any other strict, strict restrictions because, again, we just didn't really, we didn't get upset about them. So we just kind of worked our space around it.
0: Got it. Okay. Did you use outside vendors for the portions of your event that you could? Yes,
1: we hired... Allison kissed, kissed photography for our photographer and then captured by Elle for our videography. They were phenomenal to work with, um, especially Allison. She's incredibly professional. Her response time was always so fast. She's super easy to communicate with. It was actually our first time working together. We weren't able to take engagement photos with her, but we wanted to. She had a family emergency come up and that ended up being okay. But for not getting to really interact with her beforehand, she showed up, you know, bright and early at, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning or something on the day of. And it was seamless. It was, it was perfect. She was everything we wanted her to be and, and more.
0: Fantastic.
1: How did you choose your officiant? So our officiant is a really close friend. We met through a series of emotional intelligence leadership workshops and there was a lady who was present during both of our workshops She's kind of like a mentor of ours and when we got engaged we kind of joked as we're you know, walking out of animal kingdom uh, uh, an emotional mess we kind of joked that wouldn't it be so fun if karen ended up officiating our wedding and then we kind of looked at each other and was like mm-hmm. we should tuck that thought you know in the back of our head and then once we decided what we wanted to do we gave her a call and, and asked her to officiate. And she was like, you know what, I, I just kind of knew there's a the part of me that just kind of knew you were going to ask. And, and so that like, it was just one of those, like, and the stars align <laughs> moments. <laughs> and what was really cool about that is we totally custom wrote our ceremony and, and she's an author. That's her career. She's, she's a writer. So we were really blessed to have a beautifully written ceremony. And we, We had traditional kind of call and response vows, but we were able to tweak them with the the languaging that we wanted. And it it felt reverent, but still very personal.
0: That's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to the ceremony or the reception?
1: So we uh, had the guitar player for our ceremony. My dad's a good, a guitar player. He's taken he took classical guitar through college and has played his whole life. And so I really wanted to have a guitar there, kind of for him. And it was beautiful early in the morning with the water. And then at at our reception, we had DJ Steve Weinstein, and he he was wonderful. We wanted a very specific vibe for our cocktail party and reception because it was a brunch. We didn't really want to have like the traditional dance party thing going on and that's not really us anyway so i for like a year was curating a playlist of jazz type songs some disney jazz and some like that kind of had an adjacent vibe to the disney jazz that i'd found and so i handed over the entire batch of music to him and said this is what we for sure want to have played if you could work your magic and, you know, find other things that kind of align, that would be great. And he was so easy to work with, super professional. He even met with us shortly before the reception, just kind of found us and was like, Hey, I just want to go through things with you. Like we didn't ask him to do that, but he, like he took the initiative and, and we loved that. And we also loved that when we met with him, we took a zoom call early on. And, and he said that he was there to be like the bodyguard for the vibe, which mm-hmm. I really, really respected. And I, I knew that we wouldn't have any guests who would go up and try to request music or something. But on the off chance that someone wants, I don't know, wagon wheel or something, and there's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what we you know, got, not what we wanted to create. And so he was super awesome. I made sure he got a piece of cake at the end. <laughs> I mean, I made sure all of our vendors did, but I like personally went up to Steve and was like, sir, here is your cake. <laughs> um and, and we, we also had Minnie and Mickey. We did not tell our guests. It was a total surprise. And I think that was my favorite part of the reception because I didn't really think about how that was going to go up aside from like surprising everyone. Right. And so I. I will forever cherish the memories of like watching my mom like totally like burst into tears and like bringing my, my mom and my dad up to the cake table and, and like Vinny and I having this moment with my parents and Minnie and Mickey and then, and then getting to watch everyone have their own meet and greet with Mickey and Minnie. Like I really didn't think about that when we were planning this. And so it was such a delight to watch all of that pure, authentic, love and happiness just kind of bubble over in front of us. Like my face hurt by the end of it because I was smiling so much. Like I was just so, like that was just like the perfect little happy bubble moment. So yeah, I'm, I zero regrets about paying for the characters. It was absolutely the best thing we could have done.
0: That's awesome. Did you request specific outfits for them?
1: So my husband and I are DVC owners at Riviera. He really wanted Topolino's, the, you know, their outfits. And I told him, I was like, honey, there's no way. That's not going to get approved. And our, our planner kind of like gave a little laugh when he mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, that's not a formal request because we know that's not going to get approved. We initially got approved for the 50th anniversary outfits. And then we decided we didn't want that because as beautiful as those are, they're a little busy. And again, when we kept looking at pictures of the space, we were like, you know what? Maybe maybe we don't want that. So we ended up with the purple, uh, Minnie's purple dress and Mickey in the matching, you know, purple tie and the top hat. And, and in the photos, it, it really does, the color blends perfectly. And what was also fun is you can't meet Mickey and Minnie anywhere in those costumes. So for our guests, the people who were kind of, you know, paying attention or who who go to Disney more often, they really loved that they were dressed up because, you know, they said things like, Oh, I've never seen Minnie dressed like that. Or I didn't know Mickey had a top hat, you know? And like, that was just like an extra little dose of magic. So having their dressed up outfits was a really nice touch.
0: That's fantastic, do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you would recommend?
1: I tell everyone about our cake. Our cake was so wonderful. We had a we did pick up a couple of cake tasting kits in May when we the last time we were there before the wedding, and I really thought we were gonna go with the lavender cake until we tried French toast with maple white chocolate mousse. And we look at each other and we were like, this is it. This is the cake. And and it it so was. Every one of our guests loved that cake flavor. People were like, what is this? Is it Cinnamon Toast Crunch? What is this? And so people li- liked it because it went well with brunch, right? French toast goes with brunch. So yeah, loved the cake. We did also didn't, we did not have fondant on it, which I, I think helps because sometimes fondant can be, feel a little heavy. And that cake, while it was, you know, super sweet, didn't leave you feeling like you'd eaten a whole cup of sugar right so it has that a little bit of spice you know christmasy spice to it which worked really well with brunch my cousin <laughs> really loved the one pasta salad that's offered on the brunch menu we didn't really customize the brunch menu you know we, we went with the standard options that they you know that, that you can choose from we know that you know we could customize it however we wanted but we just kind of didn't want to have to figure that out so the one pasta salad my cousin really loved and the salmon my dad is a salmon snob and I don't say that lightly he truly is and he was impressed with the salmon which is saying a lot because it's catering food at the end of the day right so I think it helped that we were a smaller group like probably easier batch cook for a smaller party but that salmon was nice it was not not dry it wasn't overdone and the sauce wasn't too heavy yeah, it was really nice.
0: That's great. Did you guys add a dessert party or a welcome party or any other kinds of events around your day?
1: Yeah, not, not formally. We, um, we did book a fireworks cruise for the bridal party and, and my parents, um, as a thank you. And we didn't book that through Disney fairy tale weddings. I just called 60 days out and was very fortunate to get a spot. And so it was really nice way to end the evening in leggings and a sweatshirt (laughs) Um, after, after kind of being on and all dressed up all day to watch harmonious on a pontoon boat
0: with our favorite people. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day ran?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we booked two rooms at the Riviera. We booked a one bedroom villa and a tower studio. And so at about four my husband and I woke up. We did stay together the night before. I was not going to be able to sleep. If we didn't, we'd, we'd been living together for four years. Like I wasn't going to sleep without him. Um, so at 4 a.m. I woke up. I kicked him out. I sent him down the hall, loaded down with Publix catering <laughs> to the tower studio so that he could, I think he slept for another couple hours um, before the other guys joined him. And my sister and my mom and my, my bridesmaid, Kelly, came and we started getting ready and i i did my own makeup i'm very fair skinned and i have found that people who do my makeup can have a tough time matching my undertones so i just felt a little more comfortable doing my own makeup so i wouldn't feel like i looked orange or, or too peachy or something so i did my makeup got my dress on the hair people came before that before my dress was on and um allison kissed arrived bright and perky and adorable and started taking your detail shots. You know, it just got right in the flow. Our videographer arrived around, I think they, they both arrived around six. I had been following the sunrise calendars for like three months and was very clear on the exact time of the sunrise because we took our first look photos and our bridal party photography at the Riviera. That was something that was really important to us. Because when we got engaged in 2020, we were staying at the Riviera, we're owners of the Riviera. It's truly our second home. And so it was really important for us to have photos when the sun was out. And, of course, as drama ensues, it had rained all night long. And we were, like, anxiously awaiting the rain to let up. And I walked downstairs about 7. And they placed bin outside. It was misting. And my my bridesmaid looked at me and was like, it's raining. Do you want it? Like, you're going to want these photos, though. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to want the photos. So we went out in the rain <laughs> and read our vows at like 7.15, standing on the brick pathway right in front of the big, giant glass window. And it, it was actually kind of perfect because it's still pretty early for people to be getting up and moving. Um, So they were hardly anybody out. And we were totally okay if people saw us, but it, it was nice to kind of have a very, what, what felt like a private moment. Though later in the day, somebody tagged Allison in this whole long list of stories. There was somebody staying at the Riviera who was like live posting our whole <laughs> like photography <laughs> thing on their, on their Instagram story, which I just think is so funny. Um, but she got a lot of good credit for it. Allison did our photographer. So like go, I'm so happy about that. Because like she's an amazing talent, so people were watching from their balconies. That's awesome. Yeah, we we exchanged personal vows that we had written just to each other, and started our photography. I took that all over the all over the property um, and our some of our favorite spots about down by the water, over in the um, all the landscaping. Of course, the the murals. We wanted to get some at the Port Cauchere, but we just kind of ran out of time. Um, we did some some family photography and bridal party photography, and then. We did charter transportation for our guests in our bridal party, but my husband and I, we took the Skyliner to our ceremony. Um, we had asked if it was okay. And, you know, we got the big talking to of it can shut down for weather. We are not responsible for any stopping. And we were like, yep, nope, got it. We'll take the risk. And we did it. <laughs> we took the Skyliner with Allison and we, we were able to get some really beautiful photos. I'm so grateful for the photos we Got in the Skyliner, going into the Skyliner, coming out of the Skyliner. Um, we uh, somehow our videographer rushed from you know one parking lot to the other and made it just in time to catch us walking off the Skyliner in Epcot. Um, he was amazing. He must have some awesome cardio training. He was weighed down with a lot of equipment, and we took some photography by. The International Gateway entrance where you could see France in the background across the water. Some of my favorite photos from the day are, are taken right there. It was so nice to have such a, a great moment with Vincent before the ceremony. And then our, we kind of lined up for everything about nine-ish. We were, we were started a little bit early, in the ceremony it was a little before nine thirty when we started. And the ceremony was like a quick 17 minutes. <laughs> um, and I guess that's all early to me. And um and then we took a little bit of photos with some of Vincent's family at Seabreeze Point and walked down the boardwalk, took some more photos as we, as we walked and then went out to the lobby and had a, we had, uh, charted a, a town car just for the two of us. We wanted that moment to kind of be with us and Allison. Allison was with us because <laughs> we wanted photos taken, you know, as we got in and out of the cars and stuff. Got to the Grand Floridian at like, It was before 10. We were pretty efficient that day. We had some great photos outside, both in the front of the building and in the back of the building and inside by the Christmas tree. And and as we walked up to go see the space before any of our guests got there, we walked past the Enchanted Rose and no one was in there. And so we very quickly snuck into the Enchanted Rose, the two of us and Allison and our second shooter. And like as fast as we could took like a bunch of photos in there before anyone saw us and got caught. And then we went to, to Citra coast by like, at, like 10 maybe and saw the space. So lovely to see everything before the guests got there. And then something that we, we didn't really anticipate the wait staff we had that day. were so wonderful. The gentleman walked up and said, would you guys like us to make you a plate and, and you guys can, can sit before the ceremony. And we were like, Oh, yeah, that, that'd that be nice, you know? And, and so we started to kind of select a table. And he was like, no, no, no. We're going to take you into the Enchanted Rose so you can be away from everyone. And we were like, oh, oh, thank you. Like, like we have, oh, oh, my, oh, are you, are you sure? Like, it it's close, though, like, totally playing off that we hadn't just snuck in there. And, and so we got to sit in the Enchanted Rose for, like, half an hour, which was so nice to get that, like, kind of settled time before. Before we were with everyone, we got even more photos in the Intune of in Rose, and, and that's when Steve, our DJ, came to sit with us, and went through the whole reception, and that was so great. That's also when my my bridesmaid, Kelly, and my my personally appointed day of coordinator, who's also a guest, also named Kelly, they bustled my dress, that took a while, because um, it was wet. It was very heavy by this time. The rain was relentless that day, and and then we had our staged entrance, I think, right at eleven. And we used the front part of Citricose right where the bar is and where the small tables are on on the right as you walk in. We used that area as our cocktail area. We illustrated it in our planning slides that we sent to our our planner. And they did great. They set up our cocktail food on the on the bar there. That's where they had our their mimosa station. And so we walked through that area and and planted ourselves right by the entrance of where the, the booths kind of split before you get to the dining section. And we had a receiving line. And but before people sat down. So we had my one day of coordinator kelly stand and direct people to their tables as they walked up and took pictures with us um and we did that so one we'd get to see everyone two we'd get nice photos with everyone taken by allison so they would be high quality and three (laughs) make sure that people get to the tables where we assigned them (laughs) right because we we did we did put a seating chart together and that was great i'm i'm really grateful that we that we planned it like that And then from there, as everyone was seated, we walked over and stood in front of our table and had our first dance. And then I danced with my dad. And then my dad shared a blessing. And then we ate. And this is another thing I didn't think about, but the wait staff is so amazing for these for these events. They wouldn't let us touch anything. (laughs) Our plates were carried for us. They served the food. They put the art, like my napkin on my lap. Like I just, these are just those things that you don't think about in, in like the planning process. So that was fun. Like truly like princess treatment. And my husband too, he was just like, you know, we were giddy and giggly the whole time. Of course we had Mickey waffles on the menu. After food is when we had our speeches. We had only four in our bridal party, total besides Vincent and I, so each of them we gave them each a chance to speak, and then Vincent and I also spoke. We just said a a brief thank you to everyone for traveling and for their support and for their love, and we, we felt that was really necessary for the situation. And then we had about maybe fifteen or twenty minutes of mingling because we were like cruising; <laughs> we were so ahead of schedule. And that was, you know, when we kind of walked around and talked to more people, there's a little door that leads to this balcony that Citric Coast has, and it was unlocked that day. And so we snuck out there and took some photos on that little balcony area. I don't think we were supposed to be out there, but nobody told us no. And then at one o'clock or one thirty is when Steve played our cake cutting song and we kind of sauntered up to the table and Mickey and Minnie walked out and our guests totally freaked out. And we cut the cake with Mickey and Minnie at 1.30. And we had just about an hour until the end of the, of our time there. And they stayed the full 30 minutes. They were amazing. We were so, like I said before, the best part of our day, I think. From there, we still had the town car chartered. We, We chartered the minibus as well. So we left. And back to the, to the Riviera. And what I also didn't know is the florals like came back with us. Like they loaded up the chartered bus with all of the florals and the rest of the cake. And so we got back to the Riviera um, and we weren't able to get into our room. Our, our room keys had like diskeyed themselves or, you know, something had happened. We couldn't, couldn't get in the room. So by the time we got back downstairs, everyone from the minibus was unloading with all of our flowers, (laughs) which was actually kind of nice because we got to keep that. Well, we didn't take it home with us. I mean, but we we got to have it in our one bedroom villa for the rest of the time we were there, which was which was really lovely because we were not expecting it to be as big and beautiful as it was. So I was happy to enjoy it for like another two days, and that was our day. We were back back at Riviera by three fifteen.
0: Got it. Okay. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget?
1: The most important aspect for my husband and I came down to the feeling we wanted to create. We wanted sophisticated elegance, but we didn't want it to be stuffy. And we wanted everyone's experience to be full of ease. Like We wanted it to feel easy, but like a celebration, right? So we made choices based on that down to the, the music and the venues. They're upscale venues, but they're not stuffy, right? And even when I went dress shopping, I was describing the dresses I was trying on based on, you know, this is a beautiful dress, but does it feel like a celebration? Like, is it is it too simple? Is it too much? Like, do, do I feel like this dress is wearing me? Because we just we are like energy-focused people, and we just wanted this reverent but relaxed energy to kind of encompass the day. So we led a lot of those decisions based on how we would feel in the moment and how we would we want our guests to feel in the moment. If that makes sense,
0: definitely. Were there any aspects that were less important, where you saved your money or your effort?
1: I'd say florals. We didn't really have a ton of floral and decor part of that's because citricose doesn't need it they would have almost been too much right we wanted it to complement what was already there so we had all white florals with greenery we still really wanted greenery but no color in the floral and we didn't have a lot of florals at the uh the ceremony space at seabreeze point we only had a few lanterns and some greenery around the lanterns um we are initially were gonna have the big draping of the fabric and then I kept looking at photos and just decided that didn't it didn't feel right <laughs> to go back to my last answer, it didn't, it didn't feel right. And so we we wanted tasteful additions. So yeah, I we were expecting to spend almost double on florals than what we actually ended up spending. So But I think that also really came down to our venue choices, why our floral cost was the way it was.
0: Right. That's a good point. What ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day?
1: I think besides Mickey and Minnie, because that's almost its own category, right? I think besides that, riding the Skyliner with my husband, that was really, I mean, we weren't married at that time exactly yet, but that moment of us, like getting on the Skyliner and you hear the do 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 like, and we're all dressed up and the anticipation of like, oh my gosh, the ceremony is about to happen, but we're having this really sweet moment. And we're like in our totally favorite place on our favorite mode of transportation. And yeah. So I think, I think for me riding the Skyliner before the ceremony was my favorite part.
0: That's wonderful. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected?
1: Besides the rain, it really wasn't raining, post like getting our pictures finished but because of that because it did I wish I'd chosen a different hairstyle I wore my hair down and and it was curled and I chopped it off (laughs) because I wanted like a like a short hairstyle with curls I had I wore a a pearl headband because I really love this headband so I wish I'd chosen a different hairstyle just for ease and to not have to kind of fuss with it the rest of the day but besides that no everything went um, almost as perfectly as it could have. Oh, well, when we got our florals, like my bouquet, when my bouquet was brought up to the room, I don't know if there had been a miscommunication of the kind of granary, but I specifically said that I did not want a certain kind of granary because it can get sticky in humidity and I didn't want it to accidentally get residue on my dress and it's totally on me for not like looking close enough at the floral proposal to like make sure that that wasn't listed there. But I kind of like had my, that was like my freak out moment where I was like, that's not supposed to be in there. And um my, my bridesmaid mermaid thing They plucked it all out of everything of their bouquets, of my bouquet, of the boutonnieres. I think somebody probably went in ahead of time to Citricos and plucked it out of the like sweetheart table thing too. Cause it wasn't in there by the time we got there. But besides that, you know, everything was, was great. Um, the, the people that we had with us day of were great. So really it really was like things that we just, you know, you can't control the weather. And I, non-me for not listing that in the florals, but it was taken care of.
0: That's interesting. What kind of greenery gets sticky?
1: Seeded eucalyptus can get sticky in some humidity and um it has the most residue. We had the silver dollar flat leaf eucalyptus, which I think is beautiful, but seeded, the little seed pods will sometimes release a residue and I didn't want that on my dress or the girl's
0: dresses or
1: get stuck to something. So
0: That's a really good tip.
1: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take credit for that. My
0: day of coordinator Kelly is like a wealth of knowledge. So that's all her. Was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand and then it turned out not to be?
1: For our favors, I'm from Pittsburgh. My family's lived in Pittsburgh for 20 years. My uh, my husband is from Youngstown, Ohio, and there's a big like Pittsburgh and Youngstown kind of borrowed it tradition called the Pittsburgh cookie table, where the family members and, and bridal party will make cookies for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they'll have this giant table where everyone just descends on the table and eats all these cookies and takes cookies home. It's it's a it's a really sweet wedding tradition, but because we were getting married in Pittsburgh, and and because I was not about to fly. Hundreds of cookies down. We we didn't, we weren't going to have one. <laughs> and I, I had initially kind of talked to Disney about how are we going to make this happen? Like, can, can we make this happen? And then it, it was going to be like thousands of dollars to custom make all of these cookies. And I was like, there has to be a better way. And I decided that I was going to have Publix do it for me. So there was, I don't know anymore, but there was a cookie tray you could order from Publix and it was going to be like $50 for like a, like 75 cookies or something. Like just like such a great price, right? And so the, the plan was that my dad and my uncle would go to the Publix and would pick up all the things that we needed that I had pre-ordered including the, all of these cookies and that we were going to be assembling all of these cookie bags. Cause we were just going to make, you know, take home bags of all these cookies and tied them with the tags that we'd ordered and the ribbon that I'd especially ordered and cut and like all this stuff. And so I, I was really stressing about getting all this stuff done the day before the wedding. And it was, it was over in like 15 minutes. Like it, it was over so quick. Like I totally shouldn't have, I'm worried. And, but it, but it, it was, it was totally fine. <laughs> it was totally fine. I was, totally freaking out over those cookies. And Disney was really great about setting aside a table for us. I had said, we're bringing our own favors. We just didn't tell them that we were providing food. I just said, you know, we have our own cookie vendor, like we are, and they didn't ask questions. So I didn't provide any other information. So like, I'm sorry if another bride like gets told no, but like sometimes less is more in information sharing. So yeah, it was like the easiest, the easiest thing that I thought was gonna be the biggest deal.
0: And is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would for sure pick a different hairstyle.
1: But again, that's so out of my hands. And it's silly to look at my photos and, and wish that I had done something different. Like when I should, I just get to be grateful that we had the wedding that we had. And I love the way I looked, no matter the angle of my hair, right? <laughs> so <laughs> but besides that, um sometimes I think what would it have been like if I had just Fit the bullet and like decided for an in-park wedding you know like could we have done it like (laughs) could we have gotten up that early and like had it be okay like yeah we probably could have done it but I love that the venues we chose are not theme park venues because it means that they'll probably stick around a little bit longer Hmm. like there's a pretty good chance that Disney's not going to decide to refurb the area that Seabreeze Point is sitting on right and there's a pretty good chance that citricos is going to be around as a restaurant for a while whereas some of the other pavilions or something like that could change it could get turned into a restaurant or turned into an attraction area so what i like about that the, the fact that we chose what we did is they're going to be around for a while so we're able to go back and visit them and take our kids or take our family members so
0: do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples?
1: I think the biggest thing is to understand that it's a business transaction at the end of the day. Like, yes, it can be so magical and amazing. And yes, there are cast members that work for Disney that will bend over backwards to make sure you have a great experience. But it's a business transaction. You are hosting an event and it's it's a beautiful event, but to them, it's a business i would say do a lot of research and get clear on restrictions and things about venues you're wanting or or just be observant be open to the to watching the process happen for a couple of months before you get assigned a planner so that you can see how conversations are going right and like we came into this process as people were still being brought back from furlough. So there was a lot of staffing changes and issues happening around the time we were starting to be in our planning period. And it was interesting to me how people, some people would get upset based on things that they felt should be happening or things that they felt weren't happening. It's just really important to manage your expectations. They're going to get to you, but like there's hundreds of brides before you. And the more you do your homework, the faster and more efficient those conversations are going to go and just accept the restrictions. Like, they're not going to change it for you. <laughs> so, like, it's not worth getting upset over. And if it, it's really that upsetting, then maybe pick a different venue or space. Right. I'm a huge advocate for the Citrico space. I think it's absolutely amazing choice. I think it's so stunningly beautiful the amount of natural light is wild like why would you ever pick a ballroom over that And that's like i'm so i'm so biased right <laughs> but like it makes me sad when people get upset about what can't happen there because there's infinite possibilities of what could happen there if you just tweak and play with what you can play with you know what i mean
0: got it okay Well, this is all great advice. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for wanting to hear about our day.
0: That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.
1: Before Shopify, were you wondering where are my sales at?